0: Just like the NBA, we are back here on the Heart and Hustle Podcast. Nick Runowitz, Scott Inez is with me. If you missed that, we're back, baby. <laughs> the NBA Board of Governors voted Y E S Yes, 29 to 1. Bleep you, Brooklyn. Or Portland. Portland. Come on, Portland.
1: What 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 is that? What are
0: we doing here? How
1: petty is that?
0: I have a little insight on that. We'll get to that coming up here on the pod. Uh, Magic Basketball is coming back. We will talk about the effects of the 22-team playoff on the Orlando Magic. What does it mean? They're going to have to sing for their supper with the Washington Wizards chasing them. If you are listening for the first time, Nick Grunowitz here. Scott Inez is with me. You can hear us weekdays on ESPN 580 Orlando, 4 o'clock to 8 o'clock ESPN Afternoons with Scott Inez and live, local, and loud. You can follow us on Twitter at ESPN580Nick and at says that is A-N-E-Z-S-E-C. Uh, you normally catch us probably about one pot a week now when the return comes I think you're going to get a few more we haven't really talked turkey here in terms of schedule but when the return comes training camp starts maybe we'll get you a little bit more as the NBA uh starts to meander its way towards a return
1: but we're back baby oh man Does we're this back? feel good or what I mean it feels I, great perspective is very very important keep in mind nearly three months ago we started this pandemic March right? 11th
0: March 11th Rudy Gobert test positive. Wow. The fans at Oklahoma City are fleeing. Yeah. The uh, what do they call it? The the Energy Center there, whatever Chesapeake. it is. The Chesapeake Bay yeah. Energy Center um and and the NBA shuts down. Yeah. Quick RIP to my G League season. Yeah, I know, I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry about. We knew that, that was going to happen. You, you kind of
1: knew that was happening. Yeah, right? I, 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 I mean, talked
0: that... to the G League president Sharif Abdul-Rahim last week, and yeah. he was like, "Well, we're still looking." And I, I couldn't do it on the interview, but I was going to be like, "Hey, Sharif, come on, like, let's go here. <laughs> like, we're we're done. You got they paid out all of the players oh. already, so uh, it's unfortunate from a G League perspective. No one's really interested in that. I get it. Um, but the G League canceled. The NBA season will resume. July 31st is what they're shooting for. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say there's about a 70% chance they actually hit July 1. It wouldn't surprise me if they push it back a little bit, but, um, you know, like a couple of days, not a week or anything. But the NBA is coming back, Scott. It'll be 22 teams. They will play eight regular season games. Mm. The top eight in the West, top eight in the East after that will make the postseason. Now, the interesting thing is you have five teams extra on the West right. trying to hunt down Memphis. Yeah, Who is it? New Orleans, Portland, Sacramento, San Antonio, and the Phoenix Suns, Phoenix Suns, who legitimately have a zero percent chance, they're yeah. they're five and a half games back. They have to yeah. get inside of four. Is that what it is? Yeah, inside rid- ridiculous. Yeah, jump a bunch of teams to make the playoffs. Uh, and on the other side are Orlando Magic, currently the eight seed. They're half a game back of Brooklyn. As we're taping this on a Friday at 1.30, reports are starting to come out now that Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving aren't coming back. At least Kevin Durant isn't coming back. We'll get into that. And Washington is five and a half games back of the Magic, Mm. and they're going to have to get within four games to force what would be a play-in game where the nine seed would have to beat the eight seed twice. The eight seed would only have to win once, so a potential two-game play-in tournament here. To set the final 16. Isn't it nice to
1: be talking about basketball? Something that actually is going to happen. Like, what's going to be going on on the court? This is this is, this is is what we live for, man. I mean, this is it. The last three months have been very, very difficult for us. Been very, very difficult for you. Um, and yet, basketball is coming back, hopefully late July, early August. I think all those dates that you talked about are pretty fluid right now. But I guess, what, training camp will start around June 30th. July 7th is the travel date to here in Orlando at ESPN Wide World of Sports. Season to start around July 31st, and then you're talking about free agency. October 18th, the draft, October 15th, the draft lottery, August 25th. So it's good to be talking mm-hmm. about basketball again. Uh, we're, we're nearly five minutes in, I should say. You're going to hear
0: the interview that we did with Alex Martins coming up after we talk about the return here. That probably should have happened at the top. I'm sorry. <laughs> we buried um, the lead. Yeah, yeah we okay. did. Alex Martins, Magic CEO, is coming up here. But please yeah. continue. I'm yeah. sorry.
1: Look, and, and one of the things that I talked with Alex about is – the NBA commissioner, Adam Silver, um, a couple of weeks ago, it may have been here on the pod. I know I did it on ESPN afternoons with Scott Inez. I was banging on the commissioner for the first time ever. And, and And it's like, OK, commissioner, make a decision. Get all the cooks out of the kitchen and make a decision about whether you're going to resume the NBA season mm-hmm. or not. He's got the Midas touch man. I don't know how he does it because we've been trying to figure this out for weeks upon weeks. How in the world is he going to thread this needle and he did it with the 22 team format he did it with and he look Damian Lillard a few weeks ago right what was he saying I I want to play play, I want to have a
0: chance at the playoffs I want games that matter he gave them to him he gave them to him which is why I was kind of amazed that Portland voted why would
1: Portland do that it's absolutely absurd so
0: I spoke with Keith Smith of Yahoo Sports who uh, 51 days ago at the time we're recording this wrote the article telling the NBA to wish upon a star and Mm -hmm. restart its season at Walt Disney World and they took his idea and stole it and gave him no credit. <laughs> I'm glad they did. Um, but Keith said that the reason why was that Portland had put out a proposal for a 20-team World Cup style. We heard about that World Cup style tournament, and the fact the NBA didn't go with it is why they
1: voted no. Yeah, look, um, I, I I understand that to a certain extent, but um, I, I think symbolically it hurts the, the NBA a little bit not to mm-hmm. be – 30-0, and 0, right? Not to be totally unanimous in this instance, but I, I, I think it was just petty. Um, I think when you look at what the it's NBA just Portland did. Portland being counterculture. It's actually true to their brand in their city. It, oh, oh that's, that's very true. Um, but what the NBA did here was I think they met everybody's demands to a certain extent. Is everybody ecstatic about what we're going to see come Uh July 31st? No, but it's the best of a really, really bad situation.
0: Yeah, I I don't. I, I've talked about this a little bit on Live Local and Loud. I've put a moratorium on the word fair moving forward. The words fair and unfair yeah. we're not allowed to use because these are unfair times and it's very it's 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 nearly impossible to find something that is fair for everyone where they're all on equal yeah. footing. But Jeff Weltman did an interview with The Athletic on Friday morning mm-hmm. and talked to Josh Robbins and he asked him, you know, about the play in situation for the Magic. Mm. You know, hey, is it fair? I'm using air quotes here. Is it Mm -hmm. fair for the Magic that you may have to win a play-in game when you were the eight seed in five and a half games in front of Washington? Mm -hmm. And here's what Jeff Weltman said, quote, I don't really think it's about what's right for one team. I think the league looked at what could be the best way to proceed forward as a league, and there were 30 teams really with all – differing agendas. If you want to ask me about the Orlando magic, I could tell you that we were playing some of our best basketball in the season stopped. We had four of our next five games against non-playoff teams. We had the second easiest remaining schedule in the league. And there were indicators that we were closing the season. Like we did last year. The goal now is just to restore that momentum, restore the rhythm and come back as competitive and together as we possibly can. Yeah, That's the attitude that all 22 teams and really all 30 teams need to have in terms of Absolutely. the league coming back. And I I'm sorry for the 8 teams that didn't make it. No. But your team sucked this year too. Yeah. yeah no I don't doubt. feel bad for
1: Chicago and no. and and the Knicks and-, and and by the way Washington is very very fortunate to be a member so of is Phoenix. this thing right now and so are the Phoenix Suns. But this is as fair as you can do it. Is it totally equitable as is a no. a, a full 82 game season? Uh, no, it's not, but it's the best that Adam Silver can do. I I, I think Adam Silver was at the Midas touch. In his, what, six or seven years as commissioner of the NBA has the Midas touch again with this 22-team format. He he figured out a way. I didn't think he'd be able to do it. And and I think I said on this pod, I don't know if he has the stomach to do this, to continue play, knowing that there are going to be probably a sick individual, sick individuals, 5'10 with the coronavirus. Um, I don't know what the number is before you say, "Hey, let's let's kind of back it up and and uh, not move forward with this." But but he did; he figured it out. Now there are plenty of dominoes to to follow here in terms of what happens in the future. But a, I want to commend Adam Silver, the NBA commissioner, on a job well done. Now, as far as the Orlando Magic, yeah, let's get to our team. Um, look, you, you're having the NBA party in your own backyard. Does that mean anything? Does it mean anything for the Magic not to be on their team playing, traveling to the NBA bubble city? Maybe a little bit. Maybe like, a little. Maybe a little
0: bit. Like 5%?
1: If that. Is it like a 5% <laughs> home court advantage? If, if that. Yeah. If that. Um, is there going to be a home court advantage? Yeah. probably not. Probably not. Have we heard anything about fans being allowed into these games? Because we've per- heard nothing. No. Okay. But the, and, Jeff Weltman they- was asked about the whole not
0: having to take a a plane to Walt Disney yeah. World 2 and all of that. Yeah. Um Josh Robbins asked him in this uh, athletic article. Good get, by the way, Josh. We got yeah. Alex Martins, but hey, good good for you. I mean we got the we got the guy in the top. So. <laughs> um he said I, I, I suppose the only immediate tangible benefit is your team won't have to endure a plane fight there. Uh, and Jeff Weltman said, I don't know what that will be worth, but I think any time you don't get on a plane, that's probably a good it's thing. It's probably a good thing. Probably yeah, nice. so, so maybe 4 or 5%, what, yeah. whatever the case may be. It's a good thing be. giant it's... humans don't need to be stuffed into a sardine can. <laughs> I know the planes are nice, but still, into the sardine can it's nice. But
1: he's, he's right. I think when you take a look at this Magic team right before play uh, ended, back in March. Remember, this team was playing its best basketball of the season. They no had doubt. changed their lineup. James was, Ennis was moved into the starting lineup. Yes. Aaron Gordon went to the power forward spot. They had won three in a row and I believe six of nine um, there in, in um They were six, six and four in their last ten. That's all I remember. Okay. It feels like ten years ago. It does, doesn't it? Um, but look, I mean I, the, the key for the magic right now is this. Stay out of that eight spot, man. Yeah. Whatever you have to do, stay out of the number eight spot. And it's really a twofold thing because number one, you got the Milwaukee Bucks sitting at number one, obviously, and the Bucks have had an unbelievable season, really an unbelievable couple of seasons with Giannis Combo leading the way up there. So you want to avoid mm-hmm. the Milwaukee Bucks, a and b. Um, look, I mean, you 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 want to get to seven because you want to avoid that play in game with the Washington Wizards, possibly. Who may you know who have the the um you know ability to get to that that four games behind the eight spot and therefore you would have a play in game and the play in game or games mm-hmm. would consist of either one game magic versus wizards magic win they're in, or wizards beat the magic in the the first of two, then you play. A rubber game in the second to decide who gets in the playoffs. So you which w- I have zero avoid. interest in? I have zero interest in that scenario.
0: Um, I wouldn't be angry if the magic lost it and they missed out on the playoffs because yeah. they've been given every opportunity. And if somehow Washington did that and Washington to make up to get within four to make up a game and a half on Orlando like that mm. and then beat Orlando twice, they're gonna have to that would be ten games they'd play. And they'd probably have to go like eight and two. yeah. Which would be just a ridiculous run for a team that John Wall's not coming back, by the way. Good. That was that was reported on Thursday. John Wall's not coming back. Um, the easiest answer to all of this is stay the hell away from that eight seed. Mm-hmm. Catch Brooklyn. Reports here on Friday as we're taping this. I mentioned earlier, no Kevin Durant. Yeah. I gotta be honest, I don't see why this the, the Magic are better than Brooklyn without Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. The expectation going into this, and you're a half game back. Yeah. You should be the seven seed. You should be play I, I would Toronto. Agree with that you and should be. By the way, if 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 Mo Bamba is swole Bamba, and Jonathan Isaac comes back,
1: you may be able to give uh, well, you know the Raptors a little bit of trouble. Here, and, and that's another thing. Let's let's talk about Jonathan Isaac before we get Weltman to the interview about with, with in Alex this. Martins. I want to hear what Jeff Weltman had to say mm-hmm. about Jonathan Isaac because it's going to be, I, I it's going to be Jeff's decision. Right, if if Kevin Durant wanted to come back, then Kevin Durant would have a say as right. to whether he was going to. Are you play. telling me that this Isaac is, doesn't have the this same this, leeway? No, he's twenty one years old. He will have no no part in this decision. It will be on Jeff. I'm Weltman surprised and, they
0: haven't frozen him in carbonite already.
1: <laughs> but Jeff Welman has been very very cautious with Jonathan Isaac and with uh you know with Mo Bamba and some other young players. Who he's drafted. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, caution obviously is very important to Jeff Weltman in terms of the young players. Jonathan Isaac is a guy – who is considered to be a cornerstone of this franchise for years to come. So what did Jeff tell Josh Robbins of The Athletic about uh, Jonathan Isaac? Today? So
0: um, he asked, here, here's the question, what are the chances that Jonathan Isaac and Al Farouk Aminu will mm-hmm. play when the season resumes? Now, just a quick editorial here for me. I didn't think it was possible for Aminu to come back because the Magic got a designated player exception for him. But I, I'd have to double-check on that. Josh knows more about that than I do. Jeff Weltman sure as hell knows more about that. Than I do. Here was Jeff's answer to that question: mm. "Quote, I can't answer that. Mm. As always, we'll see how they respond to treatment and how their rehabs progress go as we uh, progress, uh, progress as okay. we go forward. Okay, they're both working extremely hard. They have not played basketball in a long time, so it's more than just saying your knee is strengthened. It's a matter of reconditioning and making sure that we're not putting any of our players at risk for further injuries. Mm, that that's a telling last sentence right there." Oh, it's not the last one. He goes on further to say, so we'll see as long. We'll see as we go along how we get there, but I'm not prepared to apply any timeline or anything like that to this point, true to brand. They got a lot of work ahead of them. Okay.
1: Let's talk about Jonathan Isaac, because if I'm king for a day, if I'm Jeff Weltman, and thank goodness I'm not, but if I'm king for a day at One Magic Place, if Jonathan Isaac shows me in training camp that he is healthy, Relatively healthy. Right. right. And I know he's only begun to run on a treadmill over the last within the two last or three weeks.
0: Yeah, within the last month. I, I'm not sure where when that picture is from. Um,
1: but yeah, it was within the last two, I guess two to three weeks. If yeah. JI is healthy and I like what I'm seeing in training camp. Why not? Why not have him play basketball? And I think what helps my decision if I'm king for a day, is the fact that you're gonna have eight regular season games before the playoffs begin. I think we've all been assuming, Nick, mm-hmm. that we weren't going to have playoffs. That we were that we weren't going to have a regular season. That we were just going to go right into the postseason. Mm-hmm. And therefore, to bring Jonathan Isaac back and to get him. You know, uh, to get his sea legs going, to some get regular him up season, to par- get right. him in a rhythm. It just it 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 wouldn't happen come playoff time. It's like zero to sixty in no time flat. That's what people where- are
0: missing here is the intensity of playoff games. And I know oh, everyone's going to have some rust, but the intensity oh, of playoff games yeah.
1: dropping someone into that. No. No, you don't want to do that. No. But you've got the eight regular season games to get him ready for the postseason. So if he is healthy and a bomb king for a day, mm-hmm. heck yeah, J.I. is playing. It's kind of like
0: sending a lion out on the hunt. You ever <laughs> watch those those, you know, National Geographic documentaries yeah. and the lion before it seeks out a gazelle, you see it kind of stretch yeah. and kinda of walk right. and kind of get ready. The Magic need Jonathan Isaac to do just that, and those eight games can prove to be that, the stretching out for our defensive long wingspan lion uh, for the Orlando Magic, but uh, I gotta be honest here, I actually think I would hold him out. I would, and maybe I'm being overly cautious. I love Jonathan Isaac. Uh, He was leading the NBA in stocks, that Mm. steals and blocks when he got injured, but I do think that you risk, because of the quick turnaround, one thing we haven't mentioned, finals are October 12th. Now, this mm. team will go make the finals, but a quick turnaround starting the season, mm-hmm. December 1st, Yeah. even though Thursday night, Michelle Roberts bumped back against them. I'm not sure if you saw I that I did see that. Yeah. There's going to... Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, you know you it's coming. Those guys are like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. Um, yep. I think I would hold them out. If okay. he's not 100% ready to go, if it's like, hey, we don't know about the knee, there's a lot of unknowns there. I just... This fourth year for Jonathan Isaac is too
1: important. Okay, I get it. He's I get got it. to but, stay healthy for that fourth I year. If I were to tell you, General Manager Nikki Football, if I were to tell you, boy, Jonathan Isaac looks great in practice. Man, he's been going at it for three weeks. He looks great. He's showing no ill effects from the knee injury. He Looks strong out there. What do you say, GM? Let's play him. Let's go ahead. Let's do it. Are you giving the go ahead?
0: Yeah, you know what I, mean, I think I am. Right, right. Am I starting I mean, him or am I bringing him off the bench?
1: You bring him off the bench then yes, for the, then for the first four, five, six games. Let's see, see how he, he responds, right? And, and up his minutes every game and, and see how he does. Mm-hmm. I Look, and, and we talked about this on ESPN Afternoons with Scott Inez, Of all the sports out there, of uh, the NBA playoffs are about as easy to pick as any, with the exception maybe of last year when Toronto beat Golden State in the NBA Finals but the end, i think we're going to see some very unpredictable weird things in these playoffs because of the circumstances because of the fact that you've taken 3 plus months off because of the fact that you're in the midst of an epidemic because of the fact that you're you're playing in front of nobody uh, from what we understand at ESPN Wide World of Sports um there there are going to be a lot of factors that go into a very unpredictable playoff there are going to be some outliers mm mm-hmm. Perhaps one of those outliers, the Orlando Magic? Don't know. But with Jonathan Isaac back in the fold and with Isaac being as great defensively as he is, defense, I do believe, is going to be key in this stretch run here with the eight regular season games on into the postseason. Yeah, I would agree. I think
0: the defensive teams did we talk? We talked about this on ESPN 580, I think. Um, Defensive teams are going to have an advantage. You're you going, would think teams are going to be shaking off the rust. Uh, it's kind of like at the beginning of NFL seasons, right? Offenses usually don't get right. off to a great start. Those guys have to get on the same page. There's a rhythm. There's a timing about NBA basketball shot making. There's. I, I'm having a hard. I'm going to have a hard time believing that James Harden is going to come back with the same crisp play that james harden has or or a lebron james even that's not just a fat james harden reference but but
1: but but number one on the outlier list is houston yes there's no doubt about it houston and philly are my two philly okay yeah those are the two um i'm gonna take dallas as an outlier too oh interesting and if jonathan isaac comes back
0: you have the you have arguably one of the five best defensive players in the eastern conference there
1: you go there you go. He he changes the look of a basketball mm-hmm. game by just being Jonathan Isaac on the court. Yeah. So uh, I'd love to see it. Um, I, I think the Magic are probably going to try it out, you know, in, in training camp 2.0, see how he's doing, and then kind of go from there. But if he looks good, do it. He's a basketball player. Have him play basketball. Play
0: basketball. Should we get to Alex Martin? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I want to throw in a quick editorial here just because we've been discussing the Josh Robbins article in The Athletic here where he spoke to, uh, to Jeff Weldman. Obviously, the quotes that I read there are behind a paywall on The Athletic. Um, I, I. It's a sad day in our business every day when you hear about layoffs. The Athletic went through a bunch of layoffs the day that we're, 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 uh, we're taping this. Um, if you can't afford it, Josh Robbins' coverage of the Orlando, it's $5 a month, people, okay? Uh Josh Robbins' coverage of the athletic is top-notch um when he cover covering the Orlando Magic. Um clearly. Uh, I I hope that you do subscribe. Um, I'm going to try to limit the amount of stuff that we take from his articles without people paying for it, because obviously (laughs) our business and everyone's business right now in light of what happened with COVID-19 is in a very tough spot. So if you can, they did not pay for this. Uh, No one told me to say this. Josh does a great job covering that team and, it's not a very expensive uh, and, subscription. And Josh
1: is one heck of a journalist, yeah. too. There there aren't very many out there, unfortunately, no. anymore, but he's a very good journalist. Yeah, no doubt. So uh, let's get to that Alex Martins conversation that we
0: had um, on Friday. Uh, that's coming up after this here on the Heart & Hustle podcast.
1: We are happy to be joined by the CEO of the Orlando Magic, Alex Martins. Boss, we appreciate the time. It is a, a very strange time, a very challenging time, I know, and yet you know, with the excitement of the announcement yesterday, a very exciting time in the way of the announcement that the NBA is resuming here in Orlando. So it's, we're, we're kind of running the gamut in terms of emotions during a pandemic and unrest. And yet the NBA is coming back,
2: boss. Scott, it's great to be with you. Uh, I miss you. Yeah. I miss everybody. Uh, I feel like we've all been uh, zooming and, Trying to stay connected, but it's uh, it's certainly been hard during this time. And we look forward to uh, getting back in front of everybody and and seeing everybody live and in person again. But yeah, you know, I, the the uh, the vote yesterday is encouraging. Uh, I would say um, it is really just the first two minutes of a long game, mm-hmm. quite frankly, um, because we all know that. As we've gone through this pandemic, things change on a daily and weekly basis. And we, you know, first and foremost, as we go through this process, as we have gone through this process, um, the health and safety of our players, our coaches, our staff, our fans are, are first and foremost. And Although, you know, we, we have a plan in place and we still are, you know, working through a lot of the specific protocols and details, our hope is that by the end of July, NBA basketball will return. And, uh, you know, hopefully by that time, this pandemic will have calmed down and uh, we'll be able to play at Walt Disney World uh, at the wide world of sports in a, in a safe and competitive environment. Mm.
1: Um, I, I, I'm getting a cautious tone from you right now, Alex. Uh, (laughs) Is that, is that because of all that's going on in the pandemic and, and we can set all the plans that we want? However, um, some things may be out of our control going forward here.
2: Well, that that's the case, Scott. I think we've seen that, you know, as we've gone through this pandemic, I mean, fortunately in Florida um, you know, things, uh, seem to have been stabilized. You know, I've been fortunate enough to serve on uh, Mayor Demings' Economic Recovery Task Force, and we get weekly updates from uh, Dr. Pino, you know, on all of the statistics and the data uh, about the pandemic in, in Central Florida and in Orange County in particular. And, you know, we've stabilized, which is great. Um, but, you know, we have to watch it closely. I mean, we've, we've opened up now and, and people are, uh, interacting a lot more. I mean, you've just finished talking about how a lot of these college athletes have shown up on campus, you know, to start working out, and all of a sudden, you know, you've got a half dozen and more uh, football players and other athletes that are testing positive. And so, you know, it's it's not gone. I mean, that's for sure. Um, it's, it's stabilized, um, and uh, we just have to watch it closely. Having said all that, uh, you know, I am really um, – you know, I'm really pleased and, and, you know, I have great gratitude for the work that uh, Commissioner Silver and his team uh, at the league office, Mark Tatum, the deputy commissioner, and you may hear this name, you know, in, in you know, the, the coming weeks as we get closer to 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 working, you know, at, at Walt Disney World, um, you know, through training camp. And David Weiss, you know, who is the senior vice president of Player Matters, Uh, for the NBA, has done a spectacular job when it comes to uh, the health and safety of everyone that will come onto this campus uh, at ESPN's Wide World of Sports, when it comes to testing and making sure that we're not taking testing away from our local community, but, you know, bringing in other resources from outside of, you know, the resources that we have to ensure that we have a safe campus for our players and our coaches and our staff and, you know, he's he's been consulting with some of um, the, the greatest experts in our country in epidemiology mm. uh, from Columbia University and from Johns Hopkins, et cetera, uh, to make sure that first and foremost, you know, uh, when we do get back to uh, training camp and playing games, uh, that everybody's going to be safe. And he's done a tremendous job, along with everybody else at the league office, to try and find the right balance of you know, uh, utilizing our platform to come back and, and play sports again, to lift everybody up, which we all know everybody is just clamoring for you know, sports again and sports content, um, but also to ensure that and, and give the confidence to our players and coaches that they will be safe and that you know, uh, they will be tested daily And that if, you know, someone were to happen to test positive, that they would be quarantined and not, you know, impact anybody else that's there. Uh, So, look, I mean, these are a lot of you you said you wouldn't want to do it, right? No way. um, way. It's uh, it's a challenging situation, one that those of us even who work in this industry have never prepared for this. Mm -hmm. Okay, I mean, this is not something that we've ever faced. This Mm -hmm. is not. You know, the, the, the tragedies that we've faced in the past, whether it be 9-11 or, you know, financial crises or what have you. This is something that uh, we're all being educated on on a daily basis. Mm. And we have to utilize the expertise of, uh, you know, the, the, the true experts in our country to help us, guide us in our decisions. And, and that's what the league is doing. Um, You know, we've been fortunate as an organization to play, you know, a leadership role during this time. You know, both Jeff Weltman and I have served on, um, you know, two committees that have uh, played, you know, a role in in getting us to the point of comfort with safety and whatever the playing format is going to be. And now we know what that would be. Um, But it's uh, look, these are unprecedented times. Um, And we haven't been through this in the past, Um, but we are confident that, you know, we are tapping into the experts necessary for us to do this uh, in the safest, most competitive way possible uh, in order for us to use our platform to come back and, uh, you know, help our country, you know, recover from what has been, you know, a really challenging period of time.
1: Mm, No doubt. No doubt. Um, Disney, obviously, Alex is a very important partner for the Orlando Magic and vice versa. Um, Did you, did the Magic organization have any lobbying say with the league in terms of getting the NBA to kind of think seriously about a return based here in Orlando, Alex?
2: Well, Scott, I mean, look, Disney is uh, one of our greatest partners. Um, You know, you can't say more about a partner than to put their brand on your jersey you know, in our business. And, and so, yes, I mean, we did, you know, uh, encourage, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I had several conversations with the commissioner. Um, I had several conversations with, you know, his key deputies that in my opinion, uh, if there was ever to be a safe place for our players and coaches and staff, to play in a campus community, that would be Walt Disney World. You know, I I mean, it's not only the happiest place on Earth. I mean, I think it's one of the safest places on Earth. And, you know, I encourage them as, you know, early on in the process to seriously consider it. Uh, And, you know, we have been, you know, considering no less than a half dozen different possible locations. And, you know, as was reported at one time, we were looking at multiple locations and, but this is a huge undertaking, you know, and when you talk about, you know, keeping everybody safe and, um, in a controlled environment so that they're not exposed to a large number of people who, you know, may be exposed to this virus. Um, it's, it's a challenging situation and there's not many places in the country, I think, where you could do it. Uh, And in my opinion, there was no place better um, than Walt Disney World to do it because of, you know, what we know and our partnership about them and their, um, even prior to coronavirus, you know, the approach that they took to uh, cleanliness and hygiene and, um, you know, customer service and and, uh, safety. uh, You know, safety is their number one priority. And so, anyway, we did have a lot of conversations about it. Mm -hmm. and you know i'm i'm pleased that we are where we are and um you know as i said there's still work to be done you know we're we're not at the uh, at the, at the goal line to say go uh but i do think in the next several weeks um we're going to get there and uh with the help of our partners and friends at disney i i think we're going to have a forum to truly uh, you know bring NBA basketball back, but also to uh, lift up our country. And, and, you know, let me just spend a second talking about that, too, because, you know, what's happened in our country in the last couple of weeks outside of this pandemic with the racial injustice and social injustice that has taken place once again and, you know, the criminal injustice that has taken place, uh, we as a league Uh, have committed, you know, as recently as a long conversation um, during the Board of Governors meeting yesterday, um, to utilizing this comeback and restart uh, of the NBA um, here in Orlando and at Walt Disney World as a platform to truly initiate change. Mm. And we're not talking about just having conversations. You know, we're talking about substantially uh, taking a leadership role in changing the racial injustice in our country. And this is going to be the forum for us to do that. And I think that as we get restarted, uh, you're going to see our league, our players, our owners, our coaches, et cetera, uh, take a significant role uh, to find ways to initiate, you know, substantial and um, long term and permanent change uh, to these injustices in our country. And uh, this is the forum for us to do it. And we're committed to do that. And uh, you know, that's going to be, a big part of our platform as we restart again uh, here in Orlando at Walt Disney. It,
1: it really seems to be an inflection point, a tipping point in terms of the social justice and, and the race conversations coming to the forefront here. Alex, we just did a story a few moments ago about Michael Jordan coming out, uh, saying that he's going to pledge $100 million to various organizations who help uh, with social justice and and race relations. Uh, Going forward, so um, I don't know if that's part of the NBA's plan with Michael Jordan coming out doing what he's doing. But in terms of the Orlando Magic, I would imagine that that the organization um, is going to have initiatives going forward to help in this cause, too.
2: Without a doubt, Scott, Um, you know, I I was just on the phone right before I got on with you with with Mayor Dyer and uh, our deputy commissioner, Mark Tatum. Uh, from the NBA talking about how we can use this time. Um, And it's going to be, look, it's going to be a significant period of time, right? I mean, the plan is that teams are going to show up for training camp at Wide World of Sports right around the 9th of July. And as of right now, Game 7 of the NBA Finals uh, would probably happen somewhere around the 12th of October. That's a significant period of time that the NBA is going to be stationed and headquartered here in Orlando. And, um, you know, we're, you know, in the process of determining what are those programs that we can provide leadership on, you know, here locally in central Florida and Orlando. Um, and we're going to have another conversation with mayor Demings on Monday, you know, along those lines. Um, but uh, we're going to be active and the league is going to be active and, you know, we have to find a way, uh you know for for to to initiate change. And our league look, our, our league is recognized worldwide as you know a, a a league that embraces every socioeconomic background. And just look at the number of um you know, international players, African American players that play in our league more so than any league, I, I think, in, in any sport. And we have the platform and the opportunity to provide leadership and initiate change. And I know our players want to do it. Um, you know, our players have been marching all around this country uh, in the last week, 10 days. Uh, including some of our players in Orlando just today. Um, You know, they want to provide leadership and initiate change. And similarly, our coaches and our owners. I think what you saw from Michael Jordan today, in my opinion, is just the beginning of what we're going to see from NBA owners all around the country based on what I heard out of their mouths yesterday. Mm. So um, I really do believe that this is a tipping point, as you say, Uh, This is a tipping point of opportunity for us to lead. And I do believe that the NBA is going to be taking it very seriously uh, to lead, uh, you know, for social justice and uh, and, and to make sure that we make a positive impact. Not just again. I mean, look, we've been very active. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. The league has had. You know, great and significant programs over the last several years, um, you know, over uh, social injustice and inequality and and racism, et cetera, but we have committed to take this to a whole new level now Mm -hmm. and, and to provide leadership in this regard, and I think you're really going to see it particularly, you know starting in this period of time when the NBA is going to be headquartered here in Orlando. Hmm.
1: Interesting stuff. The CEO of the Orlando Magic, Alex Martin, is kind enough to join us here on ESPN Afternoons with Scott Inez. And, and let, I know it's trivial, but let, let's go back to the season, possibly resuming here in Orlando. Yeah, we, yeah, we let's, were...
2: talk, let's talk about the fun stuff. Right? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> exactly. I mean, I mean, this the rest of it is serious and it's important and it's maddening and saddening and hurtful but we 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 need to change it right yeah but we also have the opportunity to lift people up mm. you know with playing of our games and and bringing sports back i mean are you kidding me i mean you you everybody wants to turn the tv on and see sports again right yeah.
1: Yep, that's exactly right, and that's one impossible of the impossible yeah, attempt to pivot there, Scotty. Yeah, well, I've tried, man. man I, I tried. Good, it but, was a good. It was the best well, you could do there. But I mean, that's one of the things that's <laughs> that's been missing, right? I mean, during national crises, national tragedies, we lean on sports. You mentioned nine eleven, and we leaned on oh, the NBA. Sports was the first.
2: Yes, sports was the first to lift our country back up, right? Yes, and 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 I think it'll be different this time around, without a doubt. You know, because of uh, the seriousness of uh, loss of lives and um, like I say and you know injustice to our friends in our communities um, uh, look i mean we 're all human beings and and we all need to treat each other with compassion and respect and love and um, but you know in doing that, sports combined with action and and policy and um, you know, true, uh, um, you know, sustainable change can lift us up. Yep. So the playing of our games will be part of that process, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, I'm excited about it. I'm excited to get back to work. Not that we haven't been working. I, you know, <laughs> I think like many of us, I feel like I've been working harder in the last three <laughs> months than, than I have in a long, long time. I mean, maybe ever, yeah. um, but but we want to get back to playing games again, right? Yeah. And we want to get back to competing and and it's going to be fun. You know, I I am really really pleased with the format that we landed on. Um I think although, you know, I think all of us in the league would have loved to have seen all 30 teams come back, quite frankly, and we had a lot of discussion about that. Um but you know, health and safety balanced with competition and business mm-hmm. were all part of the priorities that, you know, we established, established as a league about coming back. And now of course we've added this priority of, of utilizing this platform for a uh, significant, you know, social impact and change. But, you know, we we needed to to confine the number of people on that campus right at Walt Disney World at, mm-hmm. at Wide World of Sports and you know the numbers were just too too big uh, and then you know there's this element too of course of you know trying to bring players back to compete when they're not competing for anything yeah right right so I, I you know look I I think we landed on the right format 22 teams mm-hmm. all who have. Um, you know, either solidified playoff position or have a legitimate uh, chance to still improve or get into the playoff conversation. And, um, you know, I, I was a big proponent of the fact that we we couldn't go straight to the playoffs. We needed some ramp-up time. You know, you can't ask these players after three months, to just go out there and play when they haven't been in competitive shape and, and form. Right. And particularly our older players in our league, I think, you know, we, we, we needed to give them some time to ramp up. You can't ask a 36 a, a year old star in our league to come right out of the gate, you know, after a couple of weeks of training camp without playing games and go right into the playoffs, you know, it's, it's just not right. I mean, it, it, It's dangerous, you know, in terms of their player health and injury, et cetera. Um, So, you know, I I think this format is is great. You know, some people have said it disadvantages the Orlando Magic. I I disagree with that, you know, because quite frankly, we have eight games to play ourselves up into the playoff spots. Mm -hmm. We're only a half game back at seven. And, um, you know, this is an opportunity for us to, to play ourselves up as opposed to, you know worrying about you know playing in a play-in tournament yeah um so i'm excited about it i'm excited about the format
1: alex i know you allow jeff weltman to make the, the basketball ops decisions put in a good word for me and jonathan isaac you you mentioned the 36 year old veteran right i'm, I'm looking at j.i he's 22 years old okay Let, let's get him back in time for this stretch run the eight game regular season and let's play him in the playoffs what do you say boss
2: Well, I'd love to see it. We'd all love to see it. But, um, you know, I'm always of the belief, Scott, that the longer term view is the most important view. Okay. And um, we don't know yet whether, you know, Jonathan will be, you know, ready uh, and available to play, you know, during this, this restart. Um, I'm certainly hopeful, you know, but we, we don't know yet. We don't, we won't know until he gets back out there competitively with the rest of the guys. I will tell you that, no one has worked harder during this period of time to try to get back than Jonathan Isaac has. And he's been, he's been working hard. All of our guys have been working hard, quite frankly. I think you've heard we have as many, if not more, players that have stayed in town you know, during this uh, hiatus as any team in the league. And they've all been working hard and since the league has allowed us to reopen our facility for individual workouts you know every one of those guys that have been in town um you know more than a dozen have been in there every day working out and and but it's individual workouts you know and it's hard it's hard when you don't get to compete against other guys and you're not necessarily in game playing shape you know you, you you're just you're working on your own personal craft you're working on your shot you're working on your conditioning and all of those kind of things so you know it's going to be important to get everybody back together and and you know to get into a competitive practice training camp you know type atmosphere before we start playing again and we'll see you know i mean i'd i'd love to see jonathan out there i know jonathan wants nothing more to, than to be out there and to be able to uh, compete and 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 to contribute, you know, to a playoff run for us. But we'll just have to see once everybody gets back together and once we get into a more regular workout regimen, whether you know his injury is to the to the point where you know he can compete during this restart.
1: Well, uh, the bottom line is the NBA is very very likely coming back. And uh, Alex, we we've been mired in a lot of bad news, a lot of grief. Over the last nearly three months or so, but the good news is, is that it's coming back and it's coming back in our own backyard. Uh, I'm greatly looking forward to it, my man. I have no idea what we've talked about over the course of the last eleven weeks on this show with no sports happening. Somehow, some way, we've made it, and now we're going to get to talk about <laughs> basketball. So,
2: Alex, well, th- you guys, you guys have done a great job, Scotty. I mean, it, it's it's it, you know, it, it's been a challenging time in in so many different ways. Um, But, you know, to be able to talk about sports during this period of time when no sports has been being played, hats (laughs) off to you guys, you know, for for getting through it, just like everybody else has gotten through it. Uh, You've done a great job and, and we appreciate you. You're keeping us engaged in sports when sports hasn't been played on the field. Well,
1: I appreciate that very much. Yeah, good for us. We did good. We've done good, said the boss. Yeah, good job. That's right. right. All right, Alex. Thank you, my man. Hope to not only talk to you, but see you here very soon. All right, Alex, thank you.
2: Likewise. All right. right. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, you, Nick. You got it.